This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. We're going to start things out tonight with a top ten list, which I always I always love a good top ten list. Fun stuff. Uh, this one is actually one that you might find pretty useful. Okay. It's uh, the ten things you shouldn't ah. do when being, I don't know, encountering a police officer. I don't know if it's just when you're being arrested or whatever, but in the presence of a police officer, things you shouldn't do. And, Mark, right. you have them. Right. Uh, police are, you know, uh, nominally there to protect us. But at the same time, sometimes you can run across one and have a very, <clears throat> excuse me, a very bad experience. Let me tell you, I don't ever feel protected with the cops around. Well, ever. That, that's your opinion. Some people feel differently. Right. And, um, Everyone I know feels that way. Well, that, that, those are the people you right. know. And lots of people feel protected by the police. And generally, they're nice guys and all that kind of stuff, but they got a job to do, and that job includes locking people up. And sometimes that, pe- that person can be you. So here's some of the things that one can do when dealing with the police. Number one, don't say a word to the officer. Shut up. I cannot stress the importance of this rule enough. Do not talk. Do not attempt to convince the officer of your innocence. Is Ev- this if you're under arrest or, or what? I recommend this um, in... in you know, it's most ge- cases with dealing with police. True. It's generally a good idea. I mean, we were on the phone with somebody earlier this week who says that in the black community, it's a common rule to simply just not enter the door when the police come by. You know, I, I think when you're, uh, you know, in the convenience store, you see a cop there, you, you hold the door for him, you talk to him, you chat him up about the weather, that kind of thing. All those things are fine. <clears throat> when he's in the course of his duties and, and that kind of thing, and you might be in some way, shape or form involved... Be careful. Even if you aren't involved, uh, there was a story that I don't have in front of me right now, but there was a story recently of a good Samaritan, a woman who uh, was on the scene, I think it was down in the Miami area, who the police officer was having trouble communicating with uh, one of the Hispanic gentlemen or whoever it was he was he was trying to arrest or deal with at that time. And a uh, a very nice lady happened to be in the vicinity who came over and offered her translation services to the officer. And then after um, she had offered those services and provided the services, she wanted she was ready to go home, and he ordered her to stay on the scene, and she wanted to go home, um, and he arrested her. He arrested her for wanting to leave? That's correct. That's interesting. Right, after well, she'd helped him out, you know, um, which is why you shouldn't talk to the cops. Some, some cops are jerks, certainly, and I don't know the specifics of that instance. I'm just taking your word on it. But um, 121 people have been released from death row since 1971. That's... People convicted of murder by a jury of their peers in this country, and those are exonerated people. I'm not talking about people who, um, you know, had their death sentence commuted to life and spent the rest of their lives in prison, that kind of thing. This 121 people were wrongly convicted. Not all of them were wrongly. Some some of them were pardoned, um, but very, very few. It was uh, less than 1%. Here's the story, actually. It's Roselle Park, New Jersey. I was off, but still, the, uh, the story's pretty much the same. Uh, the whole thing was, by the way, caught on tape. Monica Montoya, who's 25, happened to be walking by a scene of an accident when police asked her if she spoke Spanish and could help interpret for a woman who has just been struck by a van. Uh, she told the CBS2 News she agreed to help, but moments later, the 25-year-old's attorney says his client was bullied by the police and placed under arrest. However, they claim the police claim Montoya was being uncooperative, so they cuffed her and put her in a squad car. The whole incident was caught on video where her cries about her 6-year-old daughter could clearly be heard. She said she was supposed to pick up her daughter from daycare. She was charged with obstruction of justice and resisting arrest. 
So she tried to do the police a favor by translating for them, wanted to leave afterwards. They didn't want anything to do. She, they didn't want her to go anywhere, and they arrested her. That's, that's, that's wrong, if you ask me. I would, I would concur. All right, number two. Um, yep. Don't run. I said uh, above to listen to the officer and follow his or her instructions. Don't be scared and don't let the liquid courage alcohol convince you that you can outrun 12 officers in a helicopter that will track you down. Also, police become highly suspicious that someone who's um, running might have a weapon and might be quick to draw um, their weapon. And additionally, um, when you do run, expect a much, much stronger force to be used on you once you are subdued. Yeah. Number three, never resist arrest. Perhaps the most important thing not to do is touch the officer at all. Again, sober up quick. This is assuming that you're, um, you know, alcohol sodden. I would have guessed. Mm-hmm. And follow what the officer says. I don't know that uh, people that are drunk are necessarily going to remember this particular uh, set of top ten list, but give it a shot. Many people attempt to bump the officer or swat an officer's hands away. This often falls under the assault statutes, and now a minor misdemeanor becomes a felony. Thus. Right. Thus, a reckless driving charge leads to a year or more in state prison. Additionally, touching the officer in any way can lead to a baton in your mouth. They're always looking for an excuse to get into it with you. We had uh, Barry Cooper on the show, former law enforcement officer from down in Texas, one of the top drug cops uh, down there. He's now switched sides and joined the good side and is working against prohibition. But he told us that when you start as a police officer, you get a taste of the adrenaline. And when you're starting as a police officer, the adrenaline rush comes from writing a ticket for the first time or the first several times. Because, you know, you're still nervous and you're dealing with something that you're dealing with a situation that anything can happen in. And uh, and you get that rush. And he said that eventually that goes away and you have to escalate. You have to step it up. And so what he would do is if he found somebody, you know, for selling cocaine or something like that or just even possessing it, uh, he would leave their handcuffs undone on purpose in order to, in the hopes that they would decide to make a run for it. So he would have an excuse to run and tackle them and beat on them. Um, this is how many of them work. You know, Some officers may very well do that, and I don't know how things were for Barry Cooper. Um, what I can say is that uh, a police officer that sees somebody who's you know, trying to bump them or sl- swats their hands away or something like that um, is absolutely positively going to put down that force as um, vociferously as possible in order to prevent any more force from coming. Mm-hmm. You know, That's what he's got to do. That's... You know, that, that's that, the way he views it. That's his job. All right. Number four. Don't believe the police. It's perfectly legal. Cops lie. For, perfectly legal for the cops to lie to you to get you to make an admonition. They're trained to lie. In fact, police frequently separate two friends and tell one that uh, the other one has ratted him or her out. Yep. Because of the lie, the other friend now rats his um, first friend out. Police and detectives will also state it'll be easier to talk now. Lies. Do not believe yep. this BS. It will only be easier for the police to prove their case. Yeah, um, exactly absolutely right. true. You know, the cops aren't there for your confession. Your lawyer is. Tell your lawyer the truth once you, you know, get a chance to talk to him. Don't tell the police because it's their job to lock you up. It's the lawyer's job to keep you from getting locked right. up. Right. They may be very friendly to you. They may, uh, you know, act as though they're going to help you out. But really all they want to do is help you into a jail cell. No searching. Do not allow the police to search anywhere. If the police officer asks, they do not have the right to search and must have your consent. If they True. ask, they must have your consent. Because if they didn't ask, they would, you know, if they didn't need to ask, they wouldn't. That's right. If they're asking, there's they a need reason. Your consent. Yep. Mind if I look through your vehicle? 
No, now, thank they're, you. They're, I have not places gonna, to be. They're not going to um, frame it as, oh, you know, if, if you've got a little time, I'd like to poke through your trunk if I could. I'll put everything back. They're not going to phrase it that way. Right. They're going to say, well, uh, you got anything in that vehicle I need to find out? You know, those kind of things. They they phrase it in a, a manner so that right. it sounds like I'm going to search your vehicle, although it is the, in the form of a question. Don't look at places where you... Hold on a second. If you're ever unsure as to whether or not the cop is asking you a question, ask a question to clarify. You can ask cops questions, and sure. they usually have to answer you. Questions so, are good things. So if the cop says something that you sort of feel like it's in order, but you might not be sure, you can ask him. I'm sorry. I'm not really understanding what you're saying. Is that an, Are you ordering me? Are you telling me you're going to search? Or you know, are you ordering me to strip my clothes off? Are you telling me you're going to search the car? Are you asking me? And you can you ask, can what's the, the probable cause for searching my car? Those yeah. kind of things. I mean, if they see a joint in the ashtray, it should be pretty obvious. But... Um, you know, the, the Fourth Amendment right still stands. You still have the right um, to be secure in your persons, houses, papers, and effects from unreasonable searches and seizures. You do, but only if you know you have the right and only if you exercise the That's right. That's correct. That's why they're saying just say no to searches. Don't look at places where you don't want the police to search. Police mm, are trained to watch you and react to you. They they know that you are nervous and scared. Many people look at the area that they don't don't want the police to search. Hmm. Do not react to the search and do not answer any questions. Look down. Keep your mouth shut. What happens if you look at his crotch? That's Will that make completely him uncomfortable? inappropriate. Seven, do not talk crap to the police. It's inappropriate to pull me over and harass me. Well, you, you may have been driving. I'm sure that um, people that get pulled over, the cops believe they have a very good reason. I just wonder, what things can you do to make a cop uncomfortable so he'll want to go away? Like he's going to go away. I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking. If you have any tips, 800-259-9231, especially if you're a law enforcement officer, give us the inside scoop. 1-800-259-9231. You don't have to tell us who you are or where you're calling from. We would love to hear from you on this one, though. How many more do we have? Um... I, I didn't really finish number seven, so four. The ten things not to do when dealing with the cops. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, including archives, an entire year's worth of the show right there, front page, for your downloading convenience. Enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. Plus, SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as, equ- uh, as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. We're talking about the ten things you shouldn't do when dealing with the police. Let's run down, real quick recap, the uh, the first seven or six or seven that we've done here, Mark, and then continue. Sure. Number one, don't talk. Number two, don't run. Three, never resist. Four, don't believe what they tell you. Five, do not allow them to search. Six, do not look at places where you don't want them to search. Um, let me interrupt here on the, this one more thought on the searching thing. They don't. If they don't have a reason to search, they have to ask. So you're supposed to just say no. But you might be thinking to thinking to yourself, well, I don't want the police to get suspicious. I I don't have anything to hide. Why shouldn't I let them search? 
the the refusal of a search is not just advice for people with something to hide. It's also advice for people that have better things to do with their time. Because if you're on the side of the road as the cops are searching your vehicle, they can take as long as they want to for it. I mean, I've, I've never consented, nor luckily have I been asked. Somehow, um, once you've consented to a search, it doesn't seem like you can unconsent. I don't think you probably could. That's, but it really, you know, once they've started looking, that it, that seems to be the very end. All right, of it. that's it, boys, out of the car. They uh, said no. Doesn't <laughs> seem like that's going to work. So don't let them do it because they're going to tear your car apart. That's the most practical reason beyond if there is a you know joint in the glove box or something like that. Right. Suppose um you know they get the suspicion for whatever reason that there might be a pound of cocaine sitting in there uh you know behind the uh, the interior of your car door. Well, how else are they going to get in it? Tear it off. Sure. And then you they have no responsibility to put things back together the way they found them. Typically, Try what suing see, the police for something. Yeah, you can't do that. My friend had uh, was searched by the police. They tore up his carpets. They uh, the, the dogs that they brought out scratched up his paint job. They really screwed his car up, and he couldn't do anything about it. He, he had two hours of his time wasted. They didn't find anything, and it was just a total waste of time. And then he had to go and put all of his stuff back together. So just say no to searches. Go ahead. Don't talk crap to the police. I don't care if you've been wrongly arrested and the true culprit is standing right in front of you. Do not talk crap to the police. Police hear it all day. And um, that is my dad um, is the governor's assistance intern. Um, it won't work. I will have your badge for this. Doesn't work. Police have a lot of. Um, Do you know who I am? Yeah. They don't care who you are. Police have a lot of discretion in the upcoming charges brought, and police can add charges, change um, a misdemeanor to a felony, or even talk to the prosecutor that is also ultimately going to prosecute you. Don't mm-hmm. talk crap to the police. Do what they say. Everything will be fine. Or if, not. But either way, well, do, there's, there's nothing to be, be better. gained from it's, talking crap. It's going crap. to be better than if you talk crap to them. Right. If police come to your home, do not let them in, and do not step outside your home. If the police really? are, that's what it says. If the police are confident and have you um, you have committed a felony, they are coming in anyway because they generally don't need an arrest warrant. Um, make it clear to the police by stating, um, "No, you may not come in," or "I am un- I am comfortable talking to you right here," or "You need a search warrant to enter my home." Why if, are they saying not to step outside your house, though? I mean, I've heard that if you if you have the police come up to your home and you do want to talk to them for whatever reason, because we've again it's, it's been also advised that you not even answer the door in the first place, because they're just on a fishing expedition. They just want to get something to arrest somebody. Well, on. If, it, if there's a loud party, you're, um, you know, if you've been called, which is you know a lot of reasons the cops come to doors. Mm-hmm. If you've had a loud party, look, not answering the door is absolutely not going to work. What are they going to do? Break in a door over a of a no, over a noise complaint? Look, I mean, if the party's not loud seen, at that point, we've seen police bust in doors to deliver subpoenas when they knew people were there. Well, anyway, um, if you do answer the door, I've heard that what you should do is step outside and close the door behind you. They're saying that's not what you should do. Because if you step outside and close the door behind you, it prevents them from being able to, you know, put their foot in the door and sort of nudge their way into your house. I, you know, there's, I've heard different, uh, I have heard the same thing you have, and and it seems to me stepping outside and closing the door has some advantages. Especially if you're at a, you're in a party situation where there may be, say, some marijuana smoking going on. Locking out. Or uh, people drinking that may not be old enough, supposedly, to drink. Right. You don't want the cops looking through the crack in the door while you're standing there to see what's going on behind you I to give them an excuse to step inside. I certainly see a point there. If they return, your attorney can arrange for you um, to turn yourself in, and um, if it should be necessary, um, you will spend no time in jail between the hearings. Outside your home, arrested, do not, offer, um, do not accept an offer to go into your home for anything. Mm. 
the officer may say to you, how about you go inside and change, press it up, talk to your wife, husband, get a jacket, any other reason. The police will graciously escort you in and then tear your home apart searching through it. Wow. Also, do not let them um, secure your car. Your car is fine. Remember, they are lying to you. They do not give a damn if you are really cold or if you need to talk to your wife or husband. So apparently they say don't even allow them to uh, you know lock up your car for you and all those other things. That seems a little unwise to me. Well, if you're on a if you are out and about and you are pulled over and you have some way of calling a family member or a friend to, to have them come get your car, that is definitely preferable to having the police handle it because then it just goes into the impound yard or whatever. Costs hundreds of dollars, and then you have to pay them to get it out. Um, the tenth thing, basically reiterating the uh, first thing, don't say a word. It's incredible how many people feel they can convince the officer, the booking <laughs> officer, or the detective, if your case reaches that um, stature, that they will um, that you are not guilty. Your case is not decided, decided by these people. Yep. They have no effect on your records. Wait to speak to your lawyer. The court gives enormous weight to confessions during this stage. A suspect almost ne- is almost never released after being arrested. What if they start beating you? What do you do then? <laughs> well, what if you, what if you're in a room with the cops and they start beating you why, for a why confession? Are they for a confession, I I would uh, you know not beat back would be my best advice. Well, sure, but do you sign the confession? No. Or do you let them beat the hell out of you? No, you don't sign anything. Okay, that's good. I I would like to think I wouldn't do reco- it either. You'll likely recover from your wounds. Hopefully you would, yes. You well, uh, it'll take a lot longer to recover from some crappy conviction they give you. It just makes them angrier when you don't sign, though. I can tell you that. Remember the the audio tape we had of uh, Eugene Seiler, man, uh, a, a drug suspect being beaten within inches of his life, to, uh, had electron. He had a uh, battery hooked up to his. I think it was his testicles uh, by these police officers. I remember they were zapping him. I don't remember yeah. anything else. Yeah, it was. Was very nasty. Hey, you know, it 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 seemed like a real backcountry thing. Doesn't seem likely it happens everywhere. You, it's, no, they it's did it at to, his house. It's they hard. were out of uniform and they went there right, on but their I'm own just, time. I'm just saying, it's it, this isn't yeah. uh, in a suburban area that this happened in. This was very rural. Nonetheless, but it be was careful. Scary, scary stuff. And to, to Eugene's credit, he did not sign their confession, and he's still alive. I don't know how bad they beat him. I think they put him in the hospital, but uh, he's still alive. Anyway. So that's there you the go. list. The ten things not to do when you're encountering the police. I, I have a, uh, I do have a, uh, a quick test question if you'd like to take their little quiz. What's afterward. the question? Okay. An altercation occurs with your live-in girlfriend. When the police arrive, they find you on the sidewalk a few houses down the street. Your girlfriend points you out, and the officers then arrest you for assault. During the arrest, they let you know that they do not intend to question you. They just need your name, address, name and address. What None do you do? None of your business. 800-259-9231. This is your show. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We invite you to enjoy all the features on our website for free, including the wiki with over 1,375 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, and it's free, of course. Wiki, that's wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you know that 9 out of 10 lawsuits in the world are filed in the United States? 
any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats can leave you and your family penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see that at KeepYourAssets.net, they can help you to be protected against those that wish to take your assets. KeepYourAssets.net. A hilarious story about the IRS on the way, but first, we're going to the phones and to the fun talk to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, John. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, I got two items. Uh, one is not so happy, and the other is very nice. Let's have the the bad news first. Bad news first. Just a follow up on our snitch society conversation at the uh, after I got off the phone, and you guys continued with it, and into the week, talking about how horrible it is in this country. Uh, it occurred to me there's something else going on. The Dare program in the schools, the mm-hmm. Dare to Say No thing, mm-hmm. where they have a police officer come into the classroom. Drug abuse they resistance education. Children to snitch out their own families. Of course, it's for their family's own good. Sure. Tell them that they need help and all that sort of thing. Yep. It's just something for people to think about. I actually met a woman in Vermont when I did a, a fully informed jury uh, thing on the State House steps years ago up there, and she told the school, public school system to excuse her children from the discussion when that's going on in class. I don't want my children there. Good something for, for folks to think about. Absolutely. Now, you know, um, when I was little... It was, you know, the Red Scare sort of time, and I remember, um, you know, I, I guess I guess I must have asked my mother, what makes Russians bad, Mommy? What makes the Soviet Union a bad place? And her explanation to me as to what make, made the Soviet Union a bad place is that um, they encouraged children to snitch on their parents for, well, um, you know, doing bad things that they, you know, that they... Uh, bad as, a, as uh, defined by the state. It, as defined it, goes, by the state. It, it gets even closer than that. If you can go back just only to, and this is the last time I remember our government saying this about the snitches in other countries being bad, Gulf War One when they were trying to... Uh, paint Saddam Hussein as the evil dictator that he was, one of the things they pointed out, that he was evil because of the fact that he encouraged people to spy on their neighbors and families. This goes back to mm-hmm. Gulf War One. It's the last time I remember our government talking about it being evil right. for governments to do that, because guess what? Now it is us. Now it's happening so here. Now they want you to... think s- it ain't going to happen here, folks... It's happening here. Now they want Wake you to, to snitch out uh, your neighbors if they're watering their lawns at the wrong time. They want <laughs> you to snitch out your Everything. friends. They want Everything. you to, your kids to snitch you out if they know you're smoking pot. They want you to snitch on somebody if you see them doing something suspicious. I mean, yeah, it really of, is all of, over the place. Part of the thing with that, Ian, is to get you to snitch on little things like they don't matter and, and, and just to get people in the habit and, or with the children. It's for somebody's own good or it's just these little things. Well, they're conditioning people and... In this country, people think it can't happen here. Mm. Folks, wake up. It is it's happening. happening here. Yep. Stop right. thinking it can't. Give me some good on news, a happier John. Note, good news. On a happier note, we went to Hampton Beach, beautiful Hampton Beach in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Today, about 18 of us or so, and uh, I just flew kites with uh, Ron Paul uh, Revolution messages on them and Things like that. Absolutely gorgeous day. I don't know of other campaigns that do this sort of thing, uh, where the media won't pay attention to Ron Paul. People are getting creative. What can we do to get some attention? Sure. And, well, you got a lot of creative people when you're talking about freedom-minded people. And how about that? Just go fly some kites. We had uh, probably over a dozen kites. It wasn't a good day for flying kites because it wasn't a good breeze, but it was hot as hell. 
Uh, I, I have no time. idea how many people go to that beach, but thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. So you, of so people. you got them some exposure then. We got a little bit, and we had fun doing it. Good and, deal. And guess what? I got to meet a whole bunch of good people today. Well, you know what? I'm going to be meeting. Uh, we're going to be meeting a whole bunch of people tomorrow. I know Mark and myself are going up to one of the move-ins. And John, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that uh, we're members of the Free State Project, mm-hmm. which is an organization to uh, basically that moves that that encourages people to move to New Hampshire to become activists, uh, liberty-oriented activists, people that are going to work towards far uh, far less government than we have today and far more freedom. You know, that that's your definition. I think that uh, it's probably just as accurate. The people that want to see a smaller government, that want to have fewer um, you know, less taxes uh, 20,000 of those people are moving to New Hampshire. Right. Uh, 20,000 activists are moving to New Hampshire. That's, that's, the termino- the point. that's the terminology. It said be active. And what does be active mean? It, means, it means doing something more than just voting. I don't, I yeah. don't think it, it does. Means, no, that is what it means. You can go and look at you know, their definition on the website, but it means talking to people. It means writing letters to the editor. It means working on a website. It means doing outreach. It means doing what you think is right for you. And hopefully that means more than just coming out once every two years and signing your, you know, punching Shoot. a ballot. I'll take uh, people that want to vote for lower, um, lesser government. I'll take people that want lesser government. Um, as yeah, but just don't call yourself movers. an activist if that's all you're going to do, because that's nothing. I mean, that's you know, that's barely anything. As far as I'm concerned, hardly counts. Qualifies somebody to uh, um, sign up for the Free State Project. Look, somebody here. that's going to move to New Hampshire is going to be an activist. They're not going to be some. They're going to pick up their life and move across the country. Once they've met a few people here and uh, see how active people are towards shrinking the size of government, right? Then they will be active. So what I was going to say is that uh, when you are a member of the Free State Project and you do end up moving to New Hampshire, as you inevitably will. And there are a number of them that are moving early. Um, what you do is you let people know in advance when you're going to be moving, where you're going to be moving to, and what time you want to get your truck unpacked. And then all of a sudden, you've got a dozen or two dozen people at your front door ready to help you un- unpack your truck after you've just you know, exhausted yourself driving for 24 hours straight or something like that. Uh, really, that's what's going to go on tomorrow. Uh, Mark, you and myself, I think uh, Laura, your wife, and Julia, we're all going up to uh, one place here in New Hampshire and... We're helping some. And in fact, some of our listeners are arriving in the state. We're going to be helping them unpack, and, uh, and there's going to be a listener, like not a listener party, but a uh, an unpacking party. Basically, after that, people are going to have a good old time. And mm-hmm. How many times do you move to a new place and you've got a whole ha- a handful, if not a dozen, people waiting to help you out when you arrive? Yeah, there must have been ten uh, that helped us. How 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 does it, how does that ever happen anywhere else? I don't think so. so. Anyway, it's an amazing group of people. Look forward to meeting a bunch of them tomorrow. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Steve in Boca Raton, listening on WFTL. Hello, Steve. Steve. Hello? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, um, just calling some listeners of the legal advice you were speaking about earlier. We're not lawyers, so we don't give legal advice, but uh, we were well, getting know, suggestions. Or suggestions, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my question is this. I mean, I, I heard this. I'm not asking you to provide legal advice. But if and I don't drink, I'm not an alcoholic, so I barely ever drink. Actually. Me neither. But if if you do, I was actually told if you were pulled over and and you and you had a few drinks, that you're better off refusing the, the, any type of breathalyzer test because they're trying to build a case against you, and they'll they'll say, hey, you'll you'll lose your license if you refuse, but. If you fail the test, you're going to lose your license anyway. That's well, a good point. And, and you'll have an insurance problems. I have um, I've heard the same thing, um, and you know if it would it would be one thing if I was like on the borderline. I thought, well, I've had three beers, and it was over the course of an hour and a half. I 
I think I can slide below point zero eight or whatever it is. And, um, you know, it would be something entirely different if I was, you know, completely messed up drunk, which I, I wouldn't get in a car and drive. I've, I've made that mistake before. It's a really bad mistake. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely but, a mistake. You know, um, you, if I was in that condition, I don't, th- I know I wouldn't blow. Yeah. It's never a good idea to assist the police with arresting you. <laughs> right. So that's my point, I guess. They're trying to build a case. And, uh, that's, that's what I was told. So I guess maybe in, in the court of law, they would, they wouldn't really have as much evidence as far as doing something like that is concerned. But that's the, that's the idea, the and, and we've heard the same thing, Steve, and, and really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. We've got Jacob in Indianapolis. We'll talk to him. We'll take your calls as well. Ladies first, if you make the call, girls, 800-259-9231. The best advice is, if you're drunk, do not drive. Good. Just call a cab. No it's doubt. only going to cost you 10 or 15 $20. It's a heck of a lot cheaper Better than, than spending the night in jail. Absolutely. And the thousands of dollars you pay for Oh, my DUI. gosh. It's, it's a nightmare for people. Don't forget the insurance in, uh, increase. Whew. 800-259-9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and it's the live Saturday edition, so you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. And a weekend full of programming that's all been heard before on your local radio station. Usually you get a bunch of repeats and refeeds. We're live. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and vote for us in the Podcast Awards. What we want you to do, it's real quick. You go to podcastawards.com, scroll down the page till you get the political category, and then look for Free Talk Live and cast your vote for our program. It's that simple. Now, you can also do it once a day through August 11th. So you can do it today, and then you can do it tomorrow, and then all the way through August 11th, and that would help us out as well. But if you can only do it once, then do it once. Podcastawards.com. Look in the political category and vote for Free Talk Live. Let's go to the phones. Uh, I said ladies first. So Yvonne in Washington, listening on KUSA. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Well, I got pulled over by a state patrolman the other day. Oh, no. Why? And, well, I was going about 80 and maybe a little bit more. I was late. Mm-hmm. Were you on the interstate? He, yes, I was on the interstate till the speed limit 70. Okay. He pulls me over. I can't find my driver's license. Mm. I can't find my insurance card. He asked me, where are you going? And I said, I'm late for class. And I had to have a notebook beside me and kind of university-type clothes on. And he says, I'm going to let you go. Hmm. Isn't that the nicest thing? What nice I didn't tell him is I was actually late for jazzercise class, but I didn't let him know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, in fact, a class. <laughs> it was a class. Well, that's the, kind of, that's the kind of wordsmithing the cops use on you. When the cops say things like, hey, if you just tell us what's going on, we'll help, you know, we're, uh, we'll go easy, we'll, you know, we'll make it easier. Oh well, it's gonna make they're gonna make it easier on themselves. They're not saying they're gonna make it easier on you. They're making it easier on themselves to put you in a jail cell and uh, prosecute you. So you lucked out on that one, Yvonne. Uh, yes, I did. Well, I enjoy your show. I haven't ever heard it before. Great. Well, we're on there on that station every Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon. So uh, check us out again. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, oh, I forgot the shrine. You know what, lady listeners should check out shrine.freetalklive.com and submit their pictures to be part of it. I I get I've probably been pulled over maybe four or five times in the last eight years or so, and I almost 
never get a ticket. Almost hmm. never. I think I've gotten one. And uh, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the you fact You cry, that, don't you? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it, Maybe it's because I'm generally in an Oxford shirt and some slacks. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I look like I'm you know, carrying a conducting business or something like that. Appearances are very important to the um, police. Sometime, you know, one, in one instance, uh, a cop uh, you know, took my uh, card back and uh, he asked me about my uh, felony conviction and how much time I'd spent in prison. And mm-hmm. I talked to him about it and told him that I um, you know, had done the... Uh, operation uh, turnaround there in prison and talk to the young guys and he got me sort of set up to talk to a, a group that he was working with good you know nice guy working with some young um, young guys that were in trouble gotcha and uh, he got me set up to talk to them and it was really it was great it was a great experience and he didn't give me a ticket let's continue with the calls to jacob in indianapolis listening on wxnt hello jacob jacob you're yes. on free talk live what's on your mind yes uh, i was recently arrested which was uh completely uncalled for uh, I allegedly, I allegedly had uh, assaulted a police officer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they said I was resisting arrest and being uncompliant with the officer. Slow down for one moment. Were you arrested for assaulting the police officer? In or were which you case- being arrested? And at which point they said you assaulted the police officer? Yeah, the second one. Second one, okay. Okay, so what were they arresting you for in the first place, just out of curiosity? Well, it was just because I wouldn't move. Uh, I was in school at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I was supposedly uh, writing on something. Writing I on something? I was so angry. You were, you were ri- writing? So you like, were graffitiing something, supposedly, is what you were uh, being accused of? Yes, I was, I was being accused of... Uh, graffiti. Got it. And vandalism. And I was told to move. So then they said they would call the vice principal. They called the vice principal. They called the school police. Then they called the state police. So they blew it way out of proportion. Okay. Just because I wouldn't move. Right. And then, they, then when the police officers slammed my face into my desk, they they thought I had attacked them. Did you do anything? Did you touch the police officer? Did you, you know, make a, a move in their direction that they would perceive as possibly an attack or violence? No, I did not. So what were you doing at the time they slammed your head into the desk? I was being, I was being put in handcuffs. I see. So that was just the pro- part of the process of being arrested? Was them yeah. rough, roughing you up, basically? Yeah, the first move they made the first move i didn't even make a move they the first police officer that came in said if i didn't move he would spray me with mace so what happened um they took you to the station what's the what's the situation now well the charges have been dropped why uh actually i don't even think there were any charges but it went through the courts and there wasn't a trial the the quick case was dropped. So they didn't have any evidence that you were graffitiing. They were just, they suspected you of it and called in the cops on you, basically? Yeah. Because if they had had evidence, then they wouldn't have dropped the charges and you would have been prosecuted. Exactly. But I did spend a 
this may sound petty, but I did spend several hours in juvenile. Well, well that's not petty. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, that, you could have been bad doing things other, can happen, right? You could have been doing other things, and it's typical what you're talking about. And I'm glad you, I'm glad they dropped the charges. And thank you for the call, Jacob. But it's sort of typical what Jacob's story is, and that is that the police they can arrest you on whatever trumped up charge they want to. Mm-hmm. They can arrest you for graffiti, even if they didn't catch you with a spray can. They can arrest you for uh, one of their favorites, like disturbing the peace or refusal to follow orders and or a, what what is the other one? Obstruction of justice. You know, they can just throw any of those favorite charges at you, and then later on they can take you to the jail. They can process you through the system, maybe make you stay overnight or something like that. And then in the morning they can tell you, you know, we've decided to drop your charges. Have a nice day. Most people are pretty happy when they uh, just get to leave. Right. What can you do about it, though? You can't sue the police department. You can't sue the police officer that wrongfully arrested you. You just have to go home and get on with your life. So they were able to suck 12, 4, 16 hours out of your life, and that's it. End of story. Mm -hmm. You, You can't do anything about it, and that's what happened to Jacob. You know, maybe the uh, the administrators at his school don't like him for whatever reason. I know the administrators at my school didn't like me. Can you imagine that? That's because you're trouble. Uh, and then they brought in the police and had them arrest him on some trumped-up charges. The cops knew they didn't have any evidence. So the prosecutor dropped the charges, and that's it. Story's over. No record. I don't think you get a, You don't have a record of an arrest, do you, unless there was actually a, the charge kept on the record, There's right? a record, but uh, it's not very accessible. And he was, it sounded like he was a juvenile at the time anyway, so it's probably going to go away. But uh, this is not an unusual story, and it's sad that that happens in this country. It's sad that the cops have the ability to just harass people if they want to. 800-259-9231. Let's go to David in Jupiter listening on WFTL. Hello, David. Hello. Hey, David, what's on your mind? Listen, if I'm a passenger in an automobile, do they have a right to shake me down and ask me for ID and harass me? If I'm a if I'm a, a passenger in an automobile, I don't care what the driver's doing, what the driver's done. Do they have a right to? Sure, they can ask you for anything, but do you have to provide it? And I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what all the laws are in all 50 states, but I, as I understand it, no, you do not. It's my understanding. You have to provide police if they, um, identification if they ask for a- it. As a passenger in a vehicle? It, I don't believe uh, that would be the Walking down case. the street. No, I don't think that's the case. You shouldn't have to carry ID in a free country. I, I don't, don't know think if that so either. I'm sorry? Either. Say again? I'm sorry, I missed that. I, I don't believe we should have to do that either, you know. I, I would agree uh, that you shouldn't have to. What's the charge? I, I, mean, I have been, I've been, you know, a passenger on mobility. They said, get out of the car. They patted me down, and they said, where's your ID? I said, it's in my left pocket. I'll reach in slowly. There's nothing in there. And I had to provide it to them, and, you know, and my attorney says, you didn't have to give them that. Well, if your attorney said that, then, I mean, that's the advice you should take. Don't listen to a couple of guys on the radio. The attorney certainly knows the law better mm-hmm. than we do. They do have the the uh, the right to pat you down. It's called a Terry Pat. Uh, that's to supposedly protect them from somebody concealing a weapon. They don't have the right to do what we had a guy call in last night. He was on Long Island getting out of his, uh, the place, his place of business, and the police stopped him on the street and reached their hands into his pockets. That they don't have the ability to do. They did it anyways because they're out of control cops, uh, but but legally, they aren't supposed to do that. They can only pat down the top of your clothing to see if they can feel a gun or feel a knife or something like that. 
Uh, but as yeah, far as asking you for ID, um, unless you're the driver, you are not supposed to. You, you are not required to have any sort of identification. And thank you for the call, Jake. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred or David, rather eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We've got a Reen in Florida, and we'll take your calls as well at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hour number two is coming up. On the way, the IRS an amusing and kind of frightening story about them. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours is free, and it's better. freetalklive.com. As we roll right into the phone calls, to the fun, let's go to, I believe it's pronounced Irene, but I could be totally wrong. Irene in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello? Irene, do we have Irene? He's gone. Let's go to Bill, listening in the Tampa Lakeland area to WLKF. Hello, Bill. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, Good, sir. Um, What's on your mind? I've got a problem. Uh, I bought a house down in Columbia, and I go every month. And when I come back on the war on terror, the immigration office has has taken a dump from every sheriff's office in every county in the country. What do you mean? Every What? When you say they've taken a dump, what, what do you mean exactly? They dump all the information, warrants, tickets, all the information that's on a sheriff's computer is dumped into the immigration system at border control. Hmm. So I have an injunction to stay out of my house in a divorce 15 years ago. It's still on the computer in Hillsborough County. Jeez. They stop me every time, and then you have to go to the interior office, where the weights are horrendous, only to be told, oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> this is when and you're coming back into the country. How long does this uh, whole process take? Oh, it, uh, one time three or four hours because the secondary computers are never working. And you can't believe the amount of people that have visa problems. Mm. So the problems are twofold. One, to the... Uh, guys that have a domestic injunction against them, which is not criminal, it's just in a civil matter, and uh, all the immigrants that are coming. Somebody needs to work on the visa problem because there shouldn't be any problems when you leave Peru, Colombia, Ecuador, wherever you're coming from. They're just piling them up at immigration when they arrive in Miami, Chattanooga, Atlanta. And there's and no like way. there's no way for you to deal with it. All you have to do is handle it every single time. They can't just wipe it clean. They can't just say, oh, this was 15 years ago. Uh, we're so sorry for the inconvenience. Click, delete. They can't do that because they're bureaucrats and their system is incompetent and they're incompetent. And this is like, this is very similar to the no-fly list where people whose names, you don't know, resemble the names of a suspected terrorist are, again, pulled aside just as you have been, questioned, interrogated, uh, browbeaten by these bureaucrats. And uh, and then they do it again the next time they get on an airplane because there's no way unless you you know you know the president of the United States himself that you can get the strings pulled to take your name off the list. 
Absolutely, that's it. And they don't care. And no, I of course not. Why should myself, they? Do you think? Do you think Osama bin Laden's going to bomb this office? No, he's <laughs> going to go down there and bomb the taxi stand. What are you guys doing up here, harassing the grandmothers and their children and grandmothers and families? Yep. It's, you mean you don't feel just, safe, Bill? They don't make you feel safe. Oh, gee, they're talking about breaks and when their vacations are coming, and oh, it's yeah. just, you just can't believe it. It's all just a big scam, isn't it? Right. It's just security theater. But there's no way to stop the harassment. No. Nope. Well, the only way to stop the harassment would be to drastically downsize the government, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Well, I don't know one reason. When you, when you travel all around the world, the people at immigration are not armed. They're secretaries doing secretarial work. Now, I know you need armed guards there, but why do we have to have it, or a war, let me say, it takes a lot more money to keep an armed agent typing in information into a computer than it would a secretary. Don't you agree? Yeah, I would think so, these yeah. Guys, these ought to, the guys ought to be stopping the criminals. And then one agent said, oh, we see this all the time with these injunctions. They can't even arrest on an injunction. If you happen to be traveling with your wife, you got back with her, oh, they think it's a big deal, oh, we'll stop you, and then, but they have to call the county sheriff to come and arrest you, and the county sheriff isn't even going to do it. Sure. It's just nonsense. amazing. It's just, it's just, and you're right, they don't care because they aren't paid to care. They don't have an incentive to care. They don't, uh, you know, their pay doesn't increase if their customers are satisfied. They can be as rude to you as they want to be, and nothing will ever happen to them for it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You Bill, got it. thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you, and good luck coming back the next time. 800-259-9231. In case you don't know, also, there are certain countries like Canada and Mexico, the Bahamas, where if you're returning from those countries now by airplane, you will now need a passport. They are changing the rules. You need a passport to get back in to this country from countries that before you could just travel to and fro and it was no big deal. Now all of a sudden you've got to show your papers. Of course, it's the government we're talking about. And as you know, uh, if you've dealt with the government before, they're slow and incompetent and uh, pretty stupid. So they haven't really been able to effectively implement their little passport requirement plan. They, they they're they having a lot of problems. With right. They're, they're way backed up because now that everybody needs a passport to get back into the country, of course, a bunch of people... They applied for passports, and now the passport office is having to hire extra bureaucrats to come in and process these passport applications, but they still can't get the job uh, done fast enough. Even the expedited passports are slowing down, and uh, you know there's a, there's, a, there's a huge backlog. So I don't know if that's actually going to go through anytime soon, but that's the direction they're going in. In fact, soon they're going to require passports for people driving back into the country from Canada and Mexico. It's just an insane level of control that they're bringing down across the American population. And it's sad that we're just sitting here taking it. 1-800-259-9231 to AJ in Miami listening on WFTL. Hello, AJ. Yeah, I'm glad you have this program. It keeps all these people off the street. I think they would be dangerous if they were out running around. What 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 people? I've never heard I've never heard of such a bunch of whiners in my life. What are you talking about, sir? I'm talking about the people calling into your program. What what the, the, you thought that you last guy was was whining? Who are you talking about, uh, yeah, sir? Yeah, I think I think everybody that's calling in is whining. What he was whining because he was harassed by officious bureaucrats at uh, at an airport? Oh, oh, Arrest. 
my neck. Come on. Have you ever been waylaid by the police and uh, held in uh, detained for three hours at a time as they as they question you as though you're a criminal, sir? Absolutely not, and I've never done anything to cause them to do, you to think do that. that to do me. you think that going to Colombia is doing something to cause that? I mean, is it bad to go to Colombia? Uh, if the government tells you not to go to Colombia. But yeah. the government, well, for one, I, I, I would venture to say that the government has no right whatever to tell me where I can and can't go because I'm a free oh, man they, born in a free country. certainly do. Come why? On, How come does the government on. get a right, sir? How's that happen? Why, why does come the government, on. why can the government tell me I can or can't go? Let's, let's, let's use Cuba because Cuba. we all know yeah. you can't go there. Why does the government have the right to tell me I can't go to Cuba? Because, because they take the right. To do because they have right. guns and they'll use them. That doesn't make oh. them right. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys are whiners. I'm, that's not a whiner. You're a sicko, Look, dude. You believe might makes right. If What's I want to go to Cuba, you? I have just as much right to go to Cuba as I do the Bahamas. Have you ever been in the military? No. Thank goodness, I've no. never been a paid killer. Ought, no. I think you ought to join up. You'd probably grow up. Why would I want to? Why would I want to throw away what freedoms I have, sir? Why would I want to do something like that? I'm plenty grown up, thanks very much. I, I think you ought to grow up. All right, get off my phone. It's 800-259-9231. You've, you know, it's just so sad. People like that guy, they just fall right in line. Whatever the government says must be right. If the government says it, then it's the right thing to do. If the government says you shouldn't go to Colombia, then it's right not to go to Colombia. No, sir. Government does not determine what is right and wrong. It it, can terms, it does determine what's legal and illegal, and in that and case... And that doesn't determine what's right and wrong either. Those would be bad laws, and that's a bad government, and we are the government, ourselves, the people. So we, the people, have the right to determine that, and but we should know, have some... You, come on, Mark, we have you the know right. as well I'm as I do. I'm not saying we have the ability. You know as well as I do that we are not the government. We, we are, are supposed to be. We are supposed to be the government. The government is supposed to be of, by, and for the people, but it's not. It's of, by, and for the politically connected and those who are in power and now, those who are in search of power. I understand what he's saying is that you'll get along better in life if you do what the government says and just keep your mouth shut about it but i think that we need people we absolutely need people speaking out against um the government when it does stupid things like making it so american citizens can't travel to cuba and um, waylaying american citizens that are traveling into the country because they had some kind of legal problem right. um, 15 years ago this you is know, stupid. It's time to stand up and start speaking out against what this government is doing. It's long past time. That's why they've created a term called bureaucracy. Uh, the, the Thomas Jefferson, I believe, said that there was a, ne- a it was necessary to have a revolution every every generation or so, and it's been way too long. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 800-259-9231. You can join us online as well at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site we give away. We've got live streams there. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop... Precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to D2Z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's D2Z.org. You know, Mark, I, I still had something I wanted to say uh, after that call from AJ in South Florida. Mm-hmm. AJ, who accused us and our callers of being whiners. Well, you know, I could sort of understand. Maybe if it was the first time you'd ever come across Free Talk Live and you heard us saying something... Uh, giving our opinion about what the government does, and it came across as just complaining. I want to make something very, very clear to listeners like AJ. 
we do more than complain on this show. We point out the deficiencies, and then we usually come up with solutions as well. Not only do we come up with solutions to the problems, like, for instance, with the law enforcement issue, uh, the solution, of course, is to get back to more peace officers yeah. instead of having law enforcement officers just looking around to crack we got to stop the war on drugs. We've got to stop the war on immigration. Right. We've got to let uh, we've got to let freedom reign once again in this country. Right. And we liberty. Don't... Can you imagine? Right. Whiners, people that want liberty in this country. Yeah, you should just shut up, boy. And, and right. Do... Go into the military where we yeah. actually protect liberty uh, by shooting people and stuff. Right. Where the uh, the military members last week uh, they called in and snitched out on somebody who was flying a flag upside down on his property. That was it. Was just one they guy were protecting freedom. There were plenty of military members that called in. To, um, you know to. To take the other You're side. right. There are definitely military people that are on our side, and I really appreciate those lots guys. Of, lots of people in the military it's, absolutely understand concepts of liberty. It takes a lot of courage to be in the military and actually be vocal about liberty at the same time. Uh, but nonetheless, not only do we come up with solutions... But we're also working towards implementing them. Mm-hmm. So unlike most talk radio hosts that just get on the air and yammer for three hours at a time, we're actually activists. We actually go out and we've been to the state house here in New Hampshire, and we've uh, we've gone out and held signs on the side of the road, and I've gone and and uh, done videography work for uh, for very. You you have your own television show, Mark. Not I to mean, mention that we moved um, to New Hampshire for the Free State Project, fifteen hundred miles up from uh, from the the. Central, uh, the uh, the sun coast of Florida. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me we're just whining, okay? I want to yep. make that clear. Getting stuff done. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and talk to, I believe it's Jesse in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, you have me. My name is Jesse. And I want to know why the government's trying to sell me a passport when they're trying to open up the borders from Canada to uh, Mexico. Uh, you mean uh, the North American that, that trans- Union? The, the North American Union with the Trans American Highway? Is that what you're referring to, Jesse? Yeah, if they're going to open up the borders, why are they telling me I have to have a passport to go from here to Mexico or from here to Canada? I don't know. I haven't been able to get any really great, um, solid news on that Trans American Highway thing, um, where you know essentially trucks from Mexico will be able to go unstopped uh, directly to Canada, you know, or through the United States, through the middle of the United States. And it it doesn't make any sense to me either. I I can answer your question. I mean, even if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't have to. It's the government. Right. They Um, just want your money. I think they do. Yeah, they just want your 30 bucks. They just want your money. Right. Not only do they want your money. Here, buy your passport now before before you don't need it anymore. Before we right? open up for the border. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only do they want your money, but they also want to control you as well. And if you have to show them your passport now, that's an extra level of control that they have over your life. And they like that sort of thing. Jesse, any other I'm thoughts? I'm not going to do it. I, I'm just happy to get on your phone and uh, or on your station. And uh, I just want other people not to go out and buy a damn passport. Thanks for the call, Jesse. Really appreciate hearing from you. Well, Jesse's what Jesse's pointing out is absolutely true. Tourism is, you know, Americans going to other countries is down since 9-11, the implementation of the TSA. Now they're going to have new uh, rules on having um, passports and that kind of thing. I imagine tourism from the United States to Canada and, and the Bahamas and Mexico is going to go down as a result. People just don't, you know, they either won't remember to get their passport, they don't want to be bothered with getting it. Um, the government is supposed to be there to help us do business, not to prevent us from doing business. Foreign visitors don't... I don't ever see them doing that. No, they never do that. That's absolutely not what they Regulations, do. But they're supposed licensing. to be there in order to protect liberty and allow people to do business and that kind of thing. And, and as a matter of fact, what about all the foreign visitors 
Tourism's down in the United States from foreign countries, too. That's Why true. do you suppose that Significantly is? Significantly down. Do you suppose it's those guys in those gray uniforms with TSA written on them, bothering the crap out of people, tell, throwing away your water bottles and uh, molesting your babies and um, you know doing all that other stuff as though they're actually doing something? You're damn right missing, that's the reason. You know, what, what they're doing, according to the Who wants uh, to be harassed? recent article is, um, from their own red team, is that they missed 90% of ga- guns, bombs, knives, that they, they themselves test them on. Well, my on. girlfriend uh, just went up to Canada recently. She drove up, and she said it was no big deal going through the uh, going through the Canadian customs, going through the Canadian Border Patrol. No big deal. They, you know, looked at her. They asked her why she was there. She said she was going to a concert, and they waved her through. To get back, she sat in a line of cars for two hours. Wow! At the border. And she was lucky in that they didn't pull her car aside and, you know, rummage through it or do whatever else it is that they can do to you. But just the, the bureaucracy just to come back is just so, so much more thick than on the Canadian side. It was just amazing to mm. her. Uh, 800-259-9231. Also, I had, a st- I had this story earlier in this week. We didn't get to it. But according to ABC News, it looks like more uh, the United States, the number of United States citizens who moved to Canada last year hit a 30-year high. A 20% increase over the previous year and almost double the number who moved in the year of 2000. In 2006, over almost 11,000 Americans moved to Canada compared with 9,000 in 2005 and uh, 5,800 in the year 2000. So there's a lot more Americans that are just throwing up their hands and saying, you know what, I've had it with this police state. I'm moving north. You know, I don't support that. I don't. Um, I I think that if you're you're American, you should uh, you know work to make this country free and not run away to some other country. But you know that's going to be the well, decision. I agree with you. That's, that's why gonna, we're in New Hampshire. That's going to be the decision that some people make, and you know that's their decision to make. And I, I, what can I say about it? But at the same time, um, you know, it just shows that some people are sick of it. It's it's proof. Let's go to the phones, to the fun, talk to, it's Tom in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hey, Tom. Tom in Florida. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, you know, I find as an inventor and designer, I, I, I worked on uh, advanced engine technology, I get government people tell me, literally, we don't want these vehicles getting no more than a certain amount of mileage, because the more miles they get, the less tax money for their little pockets. <laughs> and even yep. with the schools, I find... They want to try to tell our, t- our kids how to learn things, mm-hmm. and yet you got the kids, the, the teachers who don't even obey by their own rules. They're molesters. They're doing something wrong. Government is out of control, and I believe also we do need a civil war. We need to stand up and say enough is enough. Well, I don't I'd, think we. I don't I'd think like, we need violence. I think there are ways around. I'd that. like to see something, um, you know, nonviolent. And I think it's absolutely um, possible that the American people, enough of them, stand up and say, "Look, this is it." We've had it. We're not paying it, it our taxes anymore. We're not giving any money thing. to these people. Right. A civil war could be a voting thing. Enough yeah. is enough. Get the heck out of the office if you can't do your job. I wish way. more. I, I wish more Americans would do a, a, what Mark just suggested, and that is refuse to pay taxes. This government is an awful, tyrannical uh, state, and it's just getting worse. And the only way you can fight against it is to strangle it by not voluntarily sending funds to it. That's the really the only That's most. What, of, go ahead. You know, not only that, we go, if we get a speeding ticket and we don't pay it, we go to jail. But you got people running in and out of this country. They don't know who they are, and yet the true Americans are paying the price. Thanks for the, to- the call, Tom. Appreciate hearing from you. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there with over 250,000 posts from listeners just like you. Uh, You can go in and get interactive, talk about fun stuff or serious issues. You'll find it all discussed. I mean, quarter of a million posts. There's a lot of topics there. Head over to bbs.freetalklive.com to get interactive. It's free, of course. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's the Republican Liberty Caucus, rlc.org. To the phones, to the fun. Let's go to John in Austin, listening on Radio Free Austin. Hello, John. Good evening or good afternoon. Um, the reason I was calling is uh, with reference to the uh, gentleman who had called in uh, inquiring about uh, passports and the open borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my understanding uh, now, I just heard this on a program oh, uh, two or three days ago, but uh, supposedly Bush has passed. Uh, and signed an executive order along with the, um, you know, the the RFID um, executive order that supposedly we're we're supposed to get uh, RFIDs uh, in 2008. Wait, wait, wait. who's uh, supposed to get RFIDs? Uh, the, the the citizen universe. It's a universal uh, driver's license with RFID. Oh, okay. You're talking about real ID. The real ID real legislation, ID. that wasn't an executive order. That was legislation passed by Congress back in, um, I think it was May of 2005. It's supposed to be implemented by 2008, but there have been a handful of states across the country that have said, screw you to the federal government. We're not going to implement this. And so it doesn't look like that's actually going to happen. But nonetheless, that is something the federal government... It was government passed, was- and the... And the, um, the- Department of Homeland Security, the chief of the Department of Homeland Security, has broad executive authority to essentially require whatever identification. So fingerprints, it could be fingerprints, scan, RFID, um, a DNA, whatever they want on this ID. They already have the RFID chips in your passports. Those are already there. So yep. that's it. they're working okay. towards this. Uh, then um, along with that is supposedly in, in 2009, we're supposed to have to have uh, uh, passports to travel from one state within the United States to another state. I haven't, like I haven't heard that one yet, and we're pretty, yeah. we're pretty keyed in on these sorts of things. Where did you hear that, sir? Uh, it was on one of the – they were talking about it on uh, how, you know, uh, brash and outrageous that, you know – was on one of the talk shows just about three nights ago that have. Uh, well, I'd like to see what it. source they were citing. You know, there's a lot of internet websites uh, that'll claim things, uh, 
and we're pretty keyed into these things. I'd be shocked if they were going to be that brazen at this point because they're having a tough time getting getting the passports out to people uh, who just want to go to Canada or Mexico, uh, let alone having to give people passports if they wanted to cross from state to state, which, of course, would also require the building of some sort of uh, enforcement bureaucracies, some sort of installations at state borders. This would be a massive project that, knowing the government, would take a decade for them to pull off, even if they uh, could do it that fast. So if you can find a source on that, a legitimate source, send us an email, let us know. We'd be happy to cover that. And thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Otherwise, it's just okay. hearsay. And until then, it's just, you know, some talk show out there hearing it. And, you know, whether it's uh, a talk show host you trust or not, don't take talk show host's word for things. The hell do they know? They're just guys with microphones. In fact, most talk show hosts... They're just, I mean, they're, they're no more special than you are. They've just been working in the talk radio industry for three decades, and they've been working towards having their own talk show. They finally got it. They got a few radio stations on board with it, and it makes them sound like they know something. They're just a guy, you know, they're just guys and, and women, and the, their opinions are as good as yours. So don't take talk show host words as gold, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Be co- question talk show hosts just as you should question the government, just as you should question, you know, the mass media, the news agencies, and the newspaper. Okay? So question everything. 800-259-9231. But if that is the case, wow, yeah, that would be, be outrageous. Uh, I mean, not that it's not outrageous what they're doing today, but that would indeed be the next logical step, I suppose, right? If they're going to require passports to go to Canada or Mexico, then why not require uh, internal passports? Which is sort of what the real ID thing is really all about, this sort of national identification card. Mm -hmm. And there may be people listening that that really warms their heart, but to me, (laughs) that's a little frightening. The idea that you must show your papers here in the United States, that there are no They already have ID cards. Right. But you see, the thing, one of the things about um, state IDs that we have that's good is that there's a bunch of different ones, and that makes, um, you know, counterfeiting a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. Have one card... Now, there's no way in the world the government can ever make anything counterfeit-proof. Once you have this one card, this one universal card, somebody's going to counterfeit it. And then what? Oh, the hackers will have cracked it within days. Absolutely. Now, do I want all my um, information on one card so somebody can RFID scan that baby and find out just you know by being mm-hmm. within 10 feet of me with the proper uh, electronic reader all of my information so that they can go before you know go to my uh, ATM and g- get my money out or do whatever it is yeah. that they want to do? I mean, it's it's bad enough now in this country with uh, you know identity theft and all that other stuff. We don't need anything else. Let's continue with the calls. Go to Bill in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Bill. Hello. Bill. Hey, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, I'd like to disagree with the uh, caller about two callers ago. When I agree with you guys and and probably him in general that you know that lower taxes are always the better way to go. But he said something that I kind of disagree with, and that was. Um, he said that the government doesn't want us to get better fuel economy because it would collect less taxes. Okay. Why do you disagree? Well, um, if we do get better fuel economy, they're just going to raise the rate per gallon. I mean, they're never going to lose anything. You know, on gasoline, that's true. They've they've uh, recently, in a few states, gone after these uh, um, hybrid owners and these biodiesel oh my uh, biodiesel um, owners. To make them pay um, some retroactive kind of, taxes, yeah, some kind of retroactive tax uh, for not have not paying taxes at the pump because they don't use gasoline. And, and another thing, if they didn't want us, if they didn't want us to get better fuel economy, they wouldn't be 
restricting the automobile manufacturers all the time and every five years coming out with a higher average for their fleet. You know, they're like always 20, playing games. and um, It used to be 22.5 gallons per mile, and then it's gotten about 27.5. And, and I don't know what the next threshold is, but the automobile manufacturers resist it. And, of course, it does cost more and all that, but the government want, wouldn't want to be doing that and be cutting their own, their own uh, you know, you know, something else, some good points. something else you have to look out for as well is that in some places, I think Great Britain, I think Oregon is also looking at this, uh, or maybe it's Washington State, one or the other. They're looking at taxing per mile. Yeah. So to get around the whole gas uh, per gallon tax, because more people are driving hybrids, because and biodiesel, um, and there's biodiesel out there, they want to put some sort of a uh, you know government piece of hardware into every single vehicle to track how many miles you go and bill you uh, based on how many miles you drive, which is even scarier. Which means you'll have a piece of GPS equipment in your car at all times, and the government will know exactly where your vehicle is 24 oh, hours a day. That. You already got the little black box in there for. The the last what about seven years? Yeah, but the black get... box isn't GPS. That's, uh, as I understand it, not GPS. That's something else. Oh, okay. But your cell phone is a GPS uh, transmitter, so they can always lock in you, uh, lock in on you that way. Presuming you have one of those, Bill. Thanks for the call. Okay, Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's all about control. If they're watching me on my cell phone, well. They're finding a very boring individual. <laughs> yeah. The, the point is they can watch you, should they want to. Not that they are. It would be physically impossible to monitor everybody. I mean, you can't hire that many bureaucrats. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. The IRS. We've got an amazing story about them. Remember how we've talked about how incompetent their phone help is at the yeah. IRS? Half the, you know, essentially half the questions that uh, are answered, they answer incorrectly. According to their own code. These are, these are half of the most basic, like the top ten most asked questions of the IRS. They can't answer those correctly. The phone help at the IRS when you call their helpline. Well, also, it turns out that you can socially engineer the IRS helpers as well. We'll talk about what that means here in a moment. What does that? 800-259-9231. It means they're gullible. And we'll tell you exactly how that translates to real life. This is your show. You can take control. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. On the the site, you'll find all our features are free. Those other radio talk show hosts want to charge you. We give it all away, though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us. You can do it in two ways. One, by shopping at the Free Talk Live store and ordering all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise as well as some other items at store.freetalklive.com. It's open 24-7. That's store.freetalklive.com. Also, uh, head over to amazon.freetalklive.com and shop in there 41 categories of products, everything from high-ticket electronic items all the way down to toilet paper. I mean, they've got it all. If you need to get some shopping done, do it at amazon.freetalklive.com and feel good because not only are you getting a great deal and probably getting free super saver shipping, but a percentage of your sale will go to Free Talk Live if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. By the way, I want to welcome our listeners out in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, I guess re-welcome them. Uh, on WUTL 106.1 FM, the Talk FM, joining us for Saturday nights once again out there. They had sort of shifted their programming uh, for a period of time to oldies weekends. Mm-hmm. 
their talk station during the week, and now they're back to talk during the weekends. So we're back on the air. Interesting. And I'm pleased with that. So welcome to our Tallahassee, uh, Tallahassee listeners. Let's go to the phones. Uh, to Florida, Boca Raton, listening on WFTL, it's Alan. Hello, Alan. Alan? Alan going once? Do we have Alan? Alan in Florida? Going twice? Let's try Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. They're getting ready to pass the bill for the um, the um, uh, wiretapping, and quite a few of the reps are against it. New York, California, another one. Anyway, they're afraid we're going to lose our Fourth Amendment. And, oh, it's uh, already gone, Paula. It's long huh? gone. Well, they haven't voted on it yet. Well, um, you they're know, they're about to. Let's just hope that. No, they I was don't saying the Fourth done. Amendment's gone. This the, f- is... the first FISA rule did a pretty good job of kicking the, uh, the teeth in on the Fourth they're Amendment. They're just but... urinating on its grave at this point. <laughs> well, they said if if they if they went against our Constitution, said that they would answer for it. How's that, Paula? How are they going to answer for it? Well, exactly? they said the court said they could only do this with a warrant. Hmm. Well, they had to had a reason to do it, but you know, just is, because the said, courts yeah, overturn they, it later, it's not like they're answering for it. It's, it you know, nobody's going to go in and uh, punish any of these representatives. I can't imagine they will. <sighs> have they ever have they ever held one single elected official accountable for one thing in America? Well, maybe things are beginning to turn around. God, I hope so. You know so. what, Paula? I really like your optimism, and thank you yes. for the call. I, you know, if more people had that level of optimism, I think uh, it'd be a good thing. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's very realistic. I don't know if I, I, it may be a little Pollyanna-ish. Maybe I, I, I just can't imagine politicians being held accountable for what they do. They haven't been paying attention to the Constitution. The Constitution's been ripped up and torn to shreds, and it's been a constant process. It's been getting worse year after year, week after week. It's it's just been escalating within the last six or seven years. That's all. Uh, they've they've decimated the Constitution over the war on drugs. I mean, that was really the first real area. I mean, beyond the the attack on. Uh, as far as the attack on the Constitution, that was the New Deal mm-hmm. uh, in the early part of the 20th century. And then, of course, you can't forget about the Civil War, which, of course, is an obvious uh, attack on freedom in that the states that joined the Union weren't allowed to leave the Union. Not without mm. a lot of people dying. Yeah. Uh, let's go to – let's try him again. Let's go for Alan in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Alan. Alan going once. This is the last try for Alan in Florida. Alan going twice. Oh, well. Toodles. 800-259-9231. You know, since, uh, since she mentioned it, this spy bill that she was talking mm-hmm. about, Paula, uh, according to Reuters in Washington, President George W. Bush proved, uh, pushed for an approval by Congress on Saturday of the temporary expansion of his power to conduct electronic surveillance without a court order. Bush hailed the Senate for passing the bill, denounced as excessive by civil liberties groups, which would allow eavesdropping on communications between U.S. residents and people abroad. He urged the House of Representatives to provide a needed concurrence before lawmakers begin a month-long recess. I wanted to point this out for two reasons. Number one, to point out, of course, that, well, they're legalizing these illegal wiretaps. That's something we've sort of a, a process that we've seen happening here with this government. They, mm-hmm. they, they do things illegally, under the covers, sort of behind the scenes, not out in public, not talking about it. And then they get caught, caught red-handed by uh, the media or some watchdog group. 
And then they come out and they, uh, they say, how dare you talk, how dare you out these government activities, you're un-American for outing us on these things. All right, now we're just going to pass a law, even though you caught us red-handed breaking the law, now we're going to pass a law that makes it so we weren't breaking the law in the first place. It's going to be retroactive, it's going to make it so we weren't breaking the law when we did all these awful things like rendition, taking people to uh, secret CIA prisons across uh, the world and torturing them. We're going to make it all completely legal and this is just the next step. Now they're going to make wiretaps from Americans calling Americans in America completely legal. That's what's going on here. That's reason number one, to simply make you aware of that. Reason number two is to point out that, huh, aren't the Democrats in control of the Senate? Yeah, I thought the Democrats were going to save us when they got in power. Huh. Wait, how'd that happen, Mark? Well, it's because it's just this flip side of the same big government coin. You mean They're working together? Yes, they are. Absolutely. If you think the Democrats are going to somehow save our civil rights, they're just going to talk about it, and then they're going to just lockstep right in line with big government all the way down the pipe. Because why? It pays their bills. They're friends with these bureaucrats. They employ these bureaucrats. These people are uh, under them. The government is going to naturally grow of its own volition. It, right. It wants to do that. And they like the power. I mean, the Democrats like the idea that they can use all the powers that uh, George Bush has accumulated for himself. If a Democratic president um, candidate is elected, then he's not going to all of a sudden tear out a bunch of uh, rules from the executive order book. Right. He's going to embrace them and use it for his own As a benefit. matter of fact, with the way George Bush has used executive orders in his eight, eight years in office, or will have, been, will have been eight years by the time he leaves... Um, well, you don't think the Democrat that's going to get to get in there after him, if, if in fact a Democrat gets um, elected to the presidential office, you don't think the Democrat's going to stop using um, executive privilege, do you? <laughs> what a what a what nonsense! Bill Clinton used it, so did George Bush. Well, George so, Bush used so, it a lot so, more yeah. than anyone else has, but you know, essentially, we're going to have a king here shortly, if we don't already. Um, so I, that's that was I think the, that's an even more important point because so many Americans are still caught in this false paradigm, this false left-right mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if our I don't guys like get you. in... I don't like you. You're on the red team. I'm on the blue team. Go blue team. If the blue guys get in, then we're going to do everything right. It's then everything's going to be super in America. We're going to fix everything, which is, of course, what they've been saying every four years, right? The uh, Republicans... It's amazing how gullible the American people are that they've been falling for this year after year. Look, well, the Democrats are lying to you. The Republicans are lying to well, you. Well, you could argue that what else They're politicians. They do? That means they're liars. I can argue in favor of the American people and say they may not know there's another option. They may not know there's a Ron Paul. They may not know there's a Libertarian Party. They may not know that they can vote for somebody else besides the usual two the evils that are running they you know they feel like they're stuck they feel like they're trapped and they have to pick the lesser of two evils which is like great so you've picked a cancer for us thanks very much i mean the american people don't know what to do mark well, the, what the, do the, they do the libertarian party would be great if anybody ever voted for them but it seems but it's very very rare especially on pre, um, presidential um, election you know they managed to get a couple of dog catchers elected on some local le- uh, levels here in new hampshire there's actually been state uh, well, the important, house level the important people. part about the libertarian party is that they're driving ideas you That's know true. and i'm not even a i'm not even a fan of the libertarian party i think they've watered watered down their ideas too much but ron paul was uh, a libertarian presidential candidate back in 1988 now Almost 20 years later, uh, he is running again. This time as a Republican, and he's, a mem- he's, he's the uh, he's been elected. What this is nine times now into the House of Representatives, something like that. Yeah, I mean he is an elected Republican who 
you know, believes in the Constitution. Can and you he, believe in that? And he actually answers people's questions when they ask him questions, right. and people he'll ask answer them on any topic. And he doesn't give them political speak afterwards. Right. And all you have to do is look at what he's done. He has voted no on every tax increase. He has voted no on the Patriot Act. He voted no on, on going to war. He is consistent. He is principled. He's not like your typical politician. But the rest of them... The other 534 members of Congress, all the other people in Washington, D.C., as far as I'm concerned, trade one for the other. They're all the same. As you said, two sides of the same authoritarian coin, and that is a sad state of affairs. I think there are better and worse uh, members of Congress, but um, I would... You know, definitely like to see another 534 Ron Pauls. Yeah, there's nobody who's outstanding like uh, like a Ron Paul in in Congress, and even Ron Paul's not perfect, but he's a hell of a lot better. He's you know heads and heads and tails above. Jeff Flake is guys. pretty good. I mean, he's obviously not running for president. He's just a member. of I've the never House. heard a damn good thing about Jeff Flake except for what you say on the air, Mark. Look, so until I actually hear something good that he's done, like through the channels that I'm connected to. He's nobody. Okay. 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. Politicians, ugh, they aren't going to save you, and they certainly aren't going to protect your freedoms. They're all about ruining them and increasing the size and the scope of the state so they can have more power in order to reward their friends and punish their enemies. And if you haven't been punished yet, just wait. Hour number three is on the way. The IRS... How they are easily manipulated. (laughs) You're going to love this. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program as we launch into hour number three. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. The Associated Repress... Uh, the Associated Repress... The Associated Press <laughs> reporting... Uh, from Washington, IRS employees ignored security rules and turned over sensitive computer information to a caller who was posing as a technical support person, according to the government's own study. 61 of the 102 people who got the test calls, including managers and a contractor, complied with the request that the employee provide his or her username and temporarily change his or her password to the one the caller suggested. According to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, uh, some bureaucracy that oversights the IRS. So essentially, IRS people, managers included, um, gave <laughs> their password, gave uh, their username and password to somebody on the telephone that they had no idea. Who well, they were. didn't ask for their password, but they asked them to change right, their password. Essentially, I said. To the suggested password. Right. <laughs> 60% of them. Correct. The report said that by failing to question the identity of the caller, the employees were putting the IRS at risk of providing unauthorized people access to the the IRS. What about the American people? I mean, (laughs) who do you think's in these IRS databases? Your name, address, social social security security number, number. date of birth, everything that some criminal needs to to pose as you and run huge amounts of bills, um, you know, in your name, and then you're responsible for them if you're, you know, if 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 you can't manage to get out of them. But you certainly have a lot of problems in the in the process. I mean, screw the IRS. Who cares about them? Set their buildings on fire. They're a bunch of jerks. 
not only are they jerks, they're a bunch of idiots, too. Only eight of the 102 employees contacted, either the Inspector General's office or the IRS, excuse me, of the 102 employees contacted either the Inspector General's office or the IRS security offices to validate the legitimacy of the caller. Eight of them wow. actually said, hmm, I don't know about this guy. Eight out of 102. That's correct. <laughs> The rest of them, all they had to do was call up an IRS helpline. Yeah, uh, I'm here with the IRS uh, tech support department, and we're running some tests in your area today. Uh, what's your username? Oh, well, it's blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, we, I, I don't want you to give me your password, but if you could, go ahead and switch your password to ABC123, where we just need to run some tests here for a little while. Sure thing, whatever you say. I mean, talk about gullible. Mm-hmm. And these are the same people that answer the most basic tax questions incorrectly, what was it, 40% of the time? 50 so somewhere around there it was a significant percentage of the time in that if you were to call the IRS's help number and why you would call the IRS, I don't know why you would want to subject yourself to this. But if you were to call them and ask them one of the most basic tax questions, one of the most frequently asked tax questions, odds are they'd get it wrong. Yeah. So you'd be better off just randomly guessing. 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. There's no issue there beyond the tax thing, and of course we've railed. I think we've railed against that enough. I don't think you should be paying taxes if you don't agree with the services that you're uh, that you're getting. I mean, is it voluntary or isn't it? It isn't. You'll go to jail if you don't. That's not necessarily true. There are something estimates that sixty million Americans don't pay the IRS yearly. That's true. Well, they'll threat, they the threat is that you'll go to jail if you don't pay your taxes. And there's a chance they might take your house. You know, there's that op, you know, or at least put a lien on it, that sort of thing. Which um, I would recommend keepyourassets.net in order to prevent them from doing just such just such a thing. It's a good idea. One of our sponsors, keepyourassets.net. So uh, taxes bad. Now I pay uh, local taxes. I pay my I pay property taxes here in King, New Hampshire. Well, the the, the local municipality is more likely to take your house than that's the, uh, true. They they are they scarier are to yeah. me than uh, than some far off federal goon squad. Uh, but but nonetheless, you know, t- if t- uh, taxes should be voluntary, of course, then again, they wouldn't really be taxes. But services uh, services should be provided on a voluntary basis. That's how we provide our show. That's mm-hmm. how Walmart provides their store. That's how your local movie theater provides the movies that you go and you see. You see, they're done voluntarily. You choose to go and do business with those people. You choose to utilize their products or services, and you pay for them. Simple. Why can't the government act the same way? Why is the government the one group that gets to use force on others? Did you authorize them to do that? I don't know about you, but I sure didn't. I don't think I volunteered into that. I'm not really interested in uh, in their system. I don't want the federal government services. I don't value it. There's nothing that I want from the federal government. Oh, I can hear people out there muttering, What? You're going to collect Social Security just like anybody else? No. No, I'm not. Well, uh, you won't be collecting Social Security because you haven't paid in enough to even collect. The Social Security that you have paid in isn't enough in order for you to collect Social Security when you um, retire. That's because I've stopped paying in. I stopped paying in, I don't even know how many years ago now. Well, Social Security, um, at least you can say this about Social Security, it is voluntary. You have a choice. You have a choice as to whether or not you want to pay Social Security, and I choose not to pay it, and I don't. Yeah, screw that. I'll take my 15%. I will be getting Social Security because I paid in the um, 40 quarters or whatever it is that you need to to get, but 
you know, it's not like I could stop them from sending me the check anyway. It probably won't be a very big check, and hell, I paid into the crap. Well, that's presuming you get Social Security. That's presuming the uh, program doesn't crash and burn in it's, on itself it's likely before to do you that. get that old, because you're only in your mid-30s, man. Yep. you got a ways to go. Yeah. 30 years from now, the government's going to be awfully different than it is today, if we still have the same government, and I hope we don't. And if, we, if, if something changes dramatically in governments, and remember, every single government that's ever existed has failed. So ours will too. Are you going to cry fall, if you don't? Fall, get, are you, you, know, you going to be disappear? Upset? Are you going to be upset if you don't get Social Security? Um, I really don't. I'm not counting on Social Security. If you're counting Good. on Social Security, goodness, you are to, to pay your bills um, when you fool. get older. Yeah, you're. It's a shame. You're going to be working. You're going to be shocked and disappointed the, and the, angry. The very best advice I can give you is stop paying Social Security. Take that 15 percent of your paycheck because you pay seven and a half percent. Your employer employer pays seven and a half percent. They would pay you that seven and a half percent if they didn't have to pay it to the government. Most likely, yes. Take that 15 percent, put it in an IRA, and you know, let some whiz invest it for you. He will do a much better job than the government will. Yeah, yeah. You do better in a a, a CD than yeah, you would with Social absolutely. Security. Absolutely. You could put it in a, you could put it in a savings account, which is really you know savings accounts are for suckers. Uh, put it in a <laughs> money market account, you know, and you'll do significantly better than Social Security will. Absolutely. Just I mean, you just all it takes is a little bit of discipline. That's it, and that's all. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, here's but another. We want mommy government to take care of. No, I don't for want us. that. No, I don't want that. Do you really want that? Who out there really wants the government to take care of them when they get old? Well, no. What they actually what people want is they want the government to take care of other people. They know that they can handle it. They just don't think other people. Oh, it's can. those people down the street. Right. Those guys. It's it's I can handle my freedom. It's the next guy who can't handle his. And I don't want to see him starving on the street when he's 65. So that's we'll just the have this little program. That's the beginning of the end. That, yep. that mindset right there is when freedom starts to go to hell. Because as soon as you want to take away somebody else's freedom from them, inevitably you will find your own freedoms restricted. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. If you want freedom, you have to grant it to everybody else, even people that make you uncomfortable. Go Daddy. GoDaddy is a uh, is a website that, that sells websites, sells websites and uh, domain URLs. name registrations yeah. and all sorts of other uh, internet esque features. And apparently, they've been helping the DC madam. Did you hear about this? Um, yeah, I did. Deborah Jean Palfrey, according to thehill.com, the target of the federal investigation for running a suspected prostitution ring has fallen on hard times. Her future is un- uncertain. What with the criminal accusations, powerful people are mad at her, and a couple of them have been outed for making use of her firm's services. Her once lucrative source of income appears to have dried up entirely, and her assets have been seized. Luckily for Palfrey, it seems that the Good, Samar- that good Samaritans are drawn to the D.C. madam like flies to honey. First, as the Hill reported on July July 19th, a group of anonymous young men created a searchable database of the phone numbers dialed by Palfrey's business and set it up on dcphonelist.com. Palfrey wanted to release the data to help the public and press determine who her former clients were, which is brilliant. Uh, she gave it out on the Internet unexpectedly, by the way. She just all of a sudden let it out there. It was under injunction. Uh, it was under a, a court order to be sealed, and they lifted that. And as soon as they did, she let it out into the Internet. Now it's never coming back. Now it's out into the, the wilds of the Internet. Now everybody knows. And uh, I think that's great news. I think she's a hero. Uh, she's very courageous for doing what she's doing, but she can't do it alone. 
And some of the internet folks have uh, stepped up to help her out. We'll talk about what GoDaddy's done, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and these guys also creating the DC uh, DCPhoneList.com. 800-259-9231 to help out these hypocritical scumbag politicians in Washington, D.C. who say one thing and do another. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is Shrine. .freetalklive.com, and now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents, like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. LegalZoom.com, use code FTL, that's FTL, like Free Talk Live, code FTL to save 10% at LegalZoom.com. Let's go right into the phone calls, to the fun, to Liam in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Liam. Hello. Hello. Hey. What's up? What's on your mind, Liam? Uh, I have two things, actually. First, how do I stop paying Social Security? Well, well do you work for yourself? No. That's well, problem number one. I mean, yes and no. Well, I mean, if you if you have an employer, it's very uh, difficult. It's very difficult. Oh, yeah. Y- yeah, you pretty much have to get your employer to agree not to send your Social Security in, um, which okay. they don't want trouble, <laughs> generally. Oh, okay. So you'd you'd have to have an employer that understands where you're coming from and yeah. and sympathizes with you. There's not going to be any legal problems. I mean, I've been filing my oh. tax returns. Hold on, Liam. I've I've been filing my tax returns since uh, I stopped paying Social Security the end of last year, or you know, the middle of last year. I stopped paying because I that's when I stopped working for somebody, and um, I haven't didn't pay any Social Security. I filed my tax return uh, 2006 for you know in 2007. I haven't had any problems, so there's not going to be any problems. It's just that they may perceive that there may be a problem. Okay. Well, I also own a business, so, like, how do I, you know, go about uh, doing it for that? Just stop paying. Yep. Oh, yeah? Because I I have, like, a tax person do all my taxes and stuff. Tell that tax person. You tell that tax person that you no longer wish to pay Social Security, and if they give you any guff about it, tell them you're taking your business somewhere else. Okay. All right. Let us know and, how it goes, uh, Liam. Cool. Thanks for and the call, man. Number two, oh, wait, you wait, still there? Wait, okay, wait. okay, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Number two. Good <laughs> the, save. Um, the what's it? The promo you had with that drunk guy? I don't know. There's what a few the drunk. Drun- oh, the new you drunk promo. Yeah, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That is freaking hilarious. Okay, that you can. The most funny thing I've had, and I was wondering, is there anywhere I can get like? You know, all of them, all the old yes. ones that you have, because I, I want like, to listen to them. Go to PD, like program director, pd.freetalklive.com, and it has all the promos there so the program directors can listen to it. Yep. And now you have the inside scoop. Now you have the power. Right. <laughs> right, cool. Thanks, Thanks for the call, Liam. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, he's referring to these 60-second and 30-second promos that we put out primarily for our radio station affiliates to run during the week. Uh, but our, we give them out to our listeners, too, just because they're fun. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you can go and get the latest three right there on the front page of our website at freetalklive.com, or do like we suggested with Liam and go to pd.freetalklive.com, and you will find the entire roster of them there, all for free. Um, all right, so the the social security thing, it's it's even it's it's more difficult to stop paying social security the bigger the company is too, 
as I understand it. Right. Because the more corporate they are, if you're dealing with, you know, if you're working at a mom and pop candy store or something like that, it might not be a big deal because the mom and pop that are running it might actually sympathize with you. They might agree with you. Heck, you might even get them to stop paying Social Security for themselves. Um, you can... You've got much more of a uh, persuasive ability with people that you can actually reach out and physically touch right. or sit down and have a, a face-to-face conversation with. When you're working for a corporation, a big corporation, sure, you can go and talk to the manager, but he's probably going to have to go up the line to the district manager, go up the line to the franchise owners, go up the line to, you know, so-and-so, and... The, these are, you know, the more corporate they are, the less likely they're going to want to step out of line as far as the government is concerned. Mm-hmm. So I would really love to hear a success story. I'd love to hear from somebody who does work for a, a Walmart, for instance, or, a, you know, a Burger King or McDonald's or something like that, that has actually successfully gotten the corporation to no longer take out the Social Security money. Heck, even if you got the 7.5%, that would be a win. Even if they didn't give you the other 7.5%, like, you know, they figured that you didn't know about the other 75 and so, okay, yeah, we won't pay you that. Uh, we'll be we'll give you your 7.5% of the Social Security, and okay. And then they kept the rest of it for themselves. Still be a win. So if anybody has a story like that, would love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Even better if it's got some sort of verification, like you can prove it. You know, scan in some sort of documents and post them up on our website so everybody can see. See, we know you're not just BSing us. Yeah, people like to people like to know. People want to know. And we are BSing you either, Mark. You really haven't been paying Social Security. Absolutely we've, not. We've read a letter from a Social Security bureaucrat administrator. Right, in the presence of each other, so I can verify that mm-hmm. Ian, you read the letter, and you can verify that I, in fact, read the letter. And that was a real Social Security letter. Sure, real, looked, uh, sure looked real to me. Yeah, and it made it very clear that the whole thing is voluntary. Very clear. So, uh, 1-800-259-9231. And have you ever heard of anybody going to jail for Social Security, um, you know, involuntary, or, you know, not paying their Social Security? Uh, I have not. Taxes or whatever the hell they call that? Nope, I've heard them going after the IRS guys. You know, I got distracted, Mark. We were talking about, I guess. We were talking about GoDaddy. I've got to finish the story here. Uh, we got so into the phone calls. Anyway, um, Deborah, Deborah Jean Palfrey, the D.C. madam, GoDaddy has come to their rescue. In fact, the some Internet activists had set up DCPhoneList.com to help people search her database of phone numbers mm-hmm. of the, uh, the Washington, D.C. area politicians and other people that used her services. And then apparently, Palfrey wanted to release the data. The website immediately crashed, the dcphonelist.com, as eager users rushed to type in the phone numbers of, well, their bosses in Washington, D.C. This time, it was the website's host, GoDaddy, that came to the rescue. Palfrey gushed, quote, They came in and offered unlimited bandwidth forever and ever. They thought it was their patriotic duty. GoDaddy didn't respond to a request for comment on the good deed, but that company isn't the only heroic stranger uh, Palfrey has encountered. Look for an update in the mostly gray website in the coming days, as another man she had never met recently volunteered to completely revamp it for free. Palfrey said he and his colleagues have been working on it all week. They're going to redesign and make it very professional. Then she got a call from a public relations firm offering its services gratis. Palfrey said they're still deciding whether they'll work together. She said, Daddy didn't raise a fool here. These people need to come help me. We need the help. And apparently they are. And uh, it must be good karma, you know? Yeah. She's, uh, she's done some good things out there. Uh, she provided, a, a, in my opinion, what is a legitimate service, whether or not it's illegal. Uh, and and that's, that's it. I, I don't think she hurt anybody. 
doing her business, prostitution, if that is indeed what she was doing. And that's a that's a presumption on my part. The escort service. Uh, I think that uh, that's A-OK and that it's these politicians that are the criminals. And I hope that all these people come to her aid and, and help uh, help out as many of these scumbags as possible. Uh, also wanted to point out that we've got a, a new agreement with the guys over at GoDaddy here with Free Talk Live. If you are interested in web hosting, maybe you want to start your own blog. Mark, I know you recently started your own blog. Um, and oh, now our listeners going to want to know what it is. I probably should have mentioned that. No. It's a food blog. Yes. Mark writes about his restaurants he goes to. You don't want to read it. Anyway, uh, let's say you want to start your own website, your own blog, whatever. You need web hosting. What do you do? You go to godaddy.freetalklive.com. And there's some banners there that you click on. It'll take you to GoDaddy's website with a special code that you can use. Or that I think it might automatically enter the code for you. Anyway, it gets you 10% off. GoDaddy's the number one uh, DNS, I think is the number one DNS providing service. They are huge. We registered our domain names at GoDaddy. GoDaddy, you know, we're doing business with GoDaddy here on Free Talk Live. You should do business with them as well. They helped out the DC madam. Mm-hmm. So get your web hosting at 10% off. We get a spiff. It's only a one-time thing, so we don't make money per month, which kind of bugs me. But nonetheless, help us. Help GoDaddy. GoDaddy.freetalklive.com. More on the way. This is your show. You take control. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It is a live Saturday edition of the program, and it is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, uh, and those features include archives. An entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website. You just download them. They're free. So enjoy those on us. That's freetalklive.com. And you need to know that Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Mark, let's go into the email box, shall we? What do you have to discuss? Well, I've got an email from Adam. He says, I've been having a struggle with one one common description of libertarian rights. The statement that libertarians believe in the right to, um, to what, let's see, to do what you want to do as long as you don't harm others through force or fraud. There are a number of ways to word this, but this is the gist of it. I think that this statement can cause confusion. Really? He does. Seems pretty straightforward to me. The wording is awkward. The caveat in the middle makes it a difficult one to process mentally. More importantly, when people hear this, they have a tendency to only hear the first part. Um, That gives them the impression that libertarianism, or free marketeerism, if you prefer, is just a free-for-all with everyone does whatever they damn well please. Hmm. When I use this phrase with people, I can almost hear their minds shut like a trap just before the accept part. Second... Even for those who uh, get the past the exception to the rule, there's a problem with people internalizing harm and force in the in their proper context. To many people, um, too many people, um, they think that harm comes from many things that it doesn't, such as drug use, not paying taxes, etc. They think that they're being harmed by drug users, and that it takes a significant amount of ex- exploration with them to get past this argument. By They've the been ti- indoctrinated in that way by the government. By the time their minds get to chewing on this. Force, it's been too obscured by these other issues, and at this point, force no longer seems like such an issue, and so the government using force is no longer really on the table. 
Because of these issues, I propose a new definition. Okay. I suggest saying that libertarianism is the right not to be forced to do or not do anything. And I kind of like this phraseology. It kind of makes sense. Don't you think that you should be for- not be forced to do or not do anything? Doesn't that sound right? What if I uh, kill somebody? At that point, um, you've used force on someone else. Unless you do so first, you know. I see. I guess um, that, that could probably be added to it. It puts the force where it needs to be, on the use of force. I think that many people's guts will immediately agree with this, since no one likes to be forced to do anything. It has more positive, visceral reaction in people than getting to do what you want, because people generally understand that there's value in self-control, and they are really are already free to do much of what they want. Can, people, you, refi- can you repeat it for me? Repeat what? The, the, phrase. the phrase? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the right to be... Um, to not be forced to do or not do anything um, unless you use force on someone first or something like that. Okay. I like it. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, people may say, well, that's not true. What if you're committing a crime? That opens them up to a discussion on how committing a crime you forced yourself on another and violated, violated their rights first. Right. I consider this to be an ideological victory because it puts force in the forefront where it needs to be, and most people will, most likely, have already given their conscious or unconscious assent to the basic concept. Sure, because most people don't use force in their daily life. Yeah, but, you know, people don't go pushing their way through the um, the grocery store. They don't you pick up a gun and make uh, other people do what they want them to do. Right. People only do that if they work in the government. <laughs> or, if they're the cr- or if they're common criminals. Actually, they don't pick up guns in the government. They just have the threat of those guns. There are men with guns, and they send letters threatening that they're going to come after you. Right, that's what they do. Yeah. As we all know, first impressions are very important. From that point, any further discussion can be brought back to the original statement. It's more clear, concise, and easier to agree with. You know, I really wish that... I'd like to see... And I, I, I'm actually agreeing with uh, with some of his points on this. I, 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 I like think I largely agree with it. I like where he's coming from. I'd like to see it tested out. I'd like to see it tried on hundreds of people and uh, and see what the responses are like. See if you get a better, uh, more positive response from folks. So it's um, the right not to be forced to do or not do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm, is, is that it? That's it. That's the email. Okay. Well, speaking. Well, I've, I've told Adam. You know, Adam's written in the past, and he tries. He tends to be very concise and get his point out. And I that's think good. That's great. Uh, speaking of rights, Stephen emails in. At the risk of beating a dead horse, I'd like to chime in on the rights discussion that's been going on recently. Nothing like beating a dead horse. I'd like to take a different approach, which I hope will be helpful. It seems that most of the discussions have attempted to prove that rights exist as an inherent characteristic of human beings. You know, uh, people like to suggest that God gave them rights, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I would suggest that rights do indeed exist, but they exist as a framework for defining the proper interactions between individuals, rather than as inherent characteristics of those individuals. Man is a social animal, but not a hive animal. That is, we depend on complex interactions among people for our survival. But we are not pre-programmed with instincts that define how those interactions should take place. Given this, it becomes necessary to define the proper sphere of individual action. This framework is what we refer to as rights. As you've noted on the show, there are many different concepts of rights, which boil down to positive rights, which is a right, like things like a right to an education or health care. I have a right to universal health care. Versus negative rights, i.e. the right to be free from aggression against one's person. I I would go so far as um, we we should point out positive rights. These um, you have a right to something like you have a right to education. You have a right to health care. You have a right to something that someone else would provide. Total is not a right at all. No. You can't possibly have a right to an education because then I would have the obligation to provide it for you. 
Someone would. I don't have the right. obligation to provide you with anything. You have the right to free speech because you have vocal cords. What if you're born without them? Do you have the right to free speech? Do do I have to give you an operation? No. You have the right with what um you know with what the, your birthday your faculties. Right. Yeah, that's it. Our task as libertarians is to show why our concept of negative liberty is superior, and I hate that terminology. Negative liberty. It just sounds so. Negative. Negative. <laughs> it's superior because it's universal. That is, it applies equally to all people at all times in all places. Positive rights can't be universal because they impose obligations on certain individuals to provide goods and services to other individuals. Person A must provide health care to person B, but person B isn't obligated to do the same for person A. Positive rights create inherently unequal relationships between people. I mean, just imagine in uh, fantasy land here, two groups of people yelling at each other over health care and education. They're yelling, ah, we have a right to health care and someone must provide it. And then the people on the other side are yelling, we have a right to education and somebody must provide it and I want you to do it. What are you talking about? I have a right to education too, so you should provide that education. No, I don't want to do it. You should do it. I mean, who, uh, who's responsible for this? Well, Nobody is. It, what, what ends up happening is the taxpayers are. You know, the more, the more money you make, the more you're responsible for everybody else. But the point being, though, that you can't have a right to those things no. because it forces someone to be the provider of those things. So do rights exist, asks Stephen? Yes, but only as a means to describe just action. They don't exist as an independent characteristic of a person in the same way that, say, a spleen or a kidney does. However, that doesn't mean that the framework is invalid. Mathematics doesn't exist in nature either, but it's still a logically consistent means of describing nature. Rights work in the same way. And just because rights can be violated doesn't mean that rights don't exist. That would be like saying that law doesn't exist because some people break them. Rights violations are only identifiable as such because we do have a concept of rights in the first place. So you know that you have rights. That's how you know when your rights have been violated. Or at least I hope you know you have rights. If there were no such thing as rights, says Stephen, then there would be no way to even identify improper actions, much less mount a defense against them. Thanks again for all your work with Free Talk Live from Stephen. Very thoughtful. Yeah. Because we've talked in uh, we've talked quite extensively on this program about the concept of rights. And I've always asked the question, do they exist? A lot of people seem to believe they do, but then you've got the government over here that's uh, running roughshod over them any given moment. So if they do exist, then then nobody really uh, in the government seems to care about that fact. Right. In which case, uh, there's there's certainly no inalienable rights because they've been uh, alienated. Well, if you will. You know, the, the the statement is that even if they the government attempts to take away your rights, you still have them. They've just you know, not allowed you. They're just acting illegally. Exactly right. Uh, so I like where he's coming from on that, that uh, rights are a framework for interactions between people. Uh, rights tell you what's, you know, what's right and what's wrong, that sort of thing. That's what a right is supposed mm-hmm. to be. And uh, that's, uh, I think I'm there now. I think I understand uh, where he's coming from, and I like it. 800-259-9231. Moments remain, but just enough time for your call. If you make it now, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here only for a few more moments, but just enough time to take your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. That would be the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online and enjoy all the features on our website for free. 
But if you want to help support the show and uh, you're willing to do it on a voluntary basis, you should go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn what it stands for. AMP is Advertise, Market, and Promote. And it means that you send in three bucks a month to the program. We take it in. We turn it around into promoting the show and getting the show on more radio stations across the country. It's a very simple process, and it's making a difference. It's helping spread the message of freedom and liberty. So if that's valuable to you... You should go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, AMP-only forum, uh, chat room, and more. All the details, amp.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Scott in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Scott? Hello. Uh, thank you for the show. I really appreciate it. Just started listening. Thank you. Uh, something you mentioned about uh, rights and something that uh, would maybe be, uh, maybe clear things up for people who get uh, led astray in, in declaring certain things rights when they're really not is that if you start declaring the product of someone else's labor a right, what you really have, in essence, is slavery. Right. That's correct. Because if someone has to provide that product or service uh, without, I mean, on, not on a voluntary basis, if they're being coerced into providing it, they are a slave. So essentially right. um, what we're dealing with with the income tax is slavery, right? Of course. And even though the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, that's yep. why some people say that the income tax is actually a voluntary thing, that you've just been fooled into thinking that it's not, because if it weren't voluntary, then it would be slavery and therefore a violation of the 13th Amendment. Right. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Appreciate right. it. You say, well, you, you know, yes, Mark, I understand where you're coming from. Most Americans don't think it's voluntary. And they certainly have put people in jail for... Um, you know, tax evasion before. Sure. That's because the courts don't think it's voluntary No, either. the courts don't seem to act that way at all. They're all backing each other up. It's just like we were talking about earlier with the Republicans scratching the Democrats' back and the Democrats scratching the Republicans' back. Well, the different branches of the government that are supposed to be checks and balances, mm-hmm. well, they're just back scratchers, too. The legislature scratches the judicial branch, which scratches the executive branch, which, you know, it's just this incestuous little nasty game that results in them getting lots of your money. And you losing your freedoms. Yeah. You know what? Uh, changing gears here for uh, the remaining moments of the program, I just, just ran across something tonight that I think is pretty interesting. Uh, it's called the Out Campaign. And out. Yeah, and it doesn't. It, it has to do with coming out, but not uh, not the sort of homosexual style coming out. That's what I was thinking you were talking about. It's a different group of people in the closet. This I was very happy for you, though. From OutCampaign.org, from Richard Dawkins... In the dark days of 1940, the pre-Vichy French government was warned by its generals, in three weeks, England will have her neck wrung like a chicken. After the Battle of Britain, Winston Churchill growled his response, some chicken, some neck. Today, the best-selling books of the new, Amer- uh, the new atheism are disparaged by those who desperately wish to downplay their impact as only preaching to the choir. Some choir, only? As far as subjective impressions allow, and in the admitted absence of rigorous data, I am persuaded that the the religiosity of America, religiosity rather, is greatly exaggerated. Our choir is a lot larger than many people realize. And who's he talking about? Atheists, of course. Oh, okay. Religious people still outnumber atheists in America, but not by the margin they hoped and we feared. I base this not only on conversations during my book tour and the book tours of my colleagues Daniel Dennett, Sam Harris, and Christopher Hitchens. I don't like this Hitchens. we stuff because I'm by no means an atheist. You are certainly not. You are a Unitarian Universalist. Okay. Well, that's the that's church, the church you go I to. go to. 
And uh, I, he says, uh, but, uh, but also on widespread informal surveys of the World Wide Web, not our own site, whose contributors are obviously biased, but, for example, Amazon and YouTube, whose denizens are reassuringly young. Moreover, even if the religions... Excuse me, even if the religious have the numbers, we have the arguments. We have history on our side, and we are walking with a new spring in our step. You can hear the gentle patter of our feet on every side. Our choir is large, but much of it remains in the closet. Our repertoire may include the best tunes, but too many of us are mouthing the words sotto voce, that means quietly, uh, with head bowed and eyes lowered. It follows that a major part of our consciousness-raising effort should be aimed not at converting the religious, but at encouraging the non-religious to admit it to themselves, to their families, and to the world. This is the purpose of the out campaign. And this is brand new. This is uh, news as of the very beginning of the month here. Before I go any further, I must forestall one major risk of misunderstanding. The obvious comparison with the gay community is vulnerable going to the obvious comparison with the gay community is vulnerable going too far to outing as a transitive verb whose object might be an unfortunate individual not yet or ever ready to confide in the world. Our out campaign will have nothing to do with outing in that active sense. If a closet atheist wants to come out, that's his or her decision to make and nobody else's. What we can do is provide support and encouragement to those who willingly decide to out themselves. This may seem trivial to people in parts of Europe or in regions of the United States dominated by urban intellectuals where support and encouragement is unnecessary. It's anything but trivial to people in other areas of the United States, like the Bible Belt, for instance, and even more so in parts of the Islamic world where apostasy is, by Quranic authority, punishable by death. Mm. The out campaign. I certainly would never want to see that. And we've certainly seen plenty of examples of atheists who have come out of the closet and have been persecuted by the Christians uh, around them, which is a very unchristian-like thing to do, by the way. Let me continue, though. Uh, the out campaign has potentially as many sides to it as you can think of words to proceed out. Come out has a pride of place and is the one that I have so far dealt with. Related to it is reach out in friendship and solidarity towards those who have come out or who are contemplating that step, which, depending on their family or hometown prejudices, might require some courage. Join or found local support groups and online forums. Speak out to show waverers that they are not alone. Organize conferences or campus events. Attend rallies and marches. Write letters to the local newspaper. Lobby politicians at a local and national level. The more people come out and are known to have done so, the easier it will be for others to follow. Stand out and organize activities and events in your local area. Join an existing local neighborhood atheist organization or start one. Put a bumper sticker on your car. Wear a T-shirt. Uh, and they've got their own T-shirts that they're, that they're selling to do this. This is outcampaign.org that I'm talking about. What's going to be so great when uh, all the atheists in the world come out and say, we're atheists. What's going to happen? Well, I think it's uh, it's important because atheists have sort of been living life in the closet for the longest time, and people is their life so bad? I mean, I, I, yes, I, I don't um, believe that uh, when you have to hide your belief system because you're afraid of what others are are going to possibly do to you. What, uh, what are they going to do? There I mean, have been uh, atheists who have had uh, their property destroyed by uh, by violent people claiming to be Christians. There Every once been, in a while, but you can find somebody, you know, you can find violent people doing all kinds of things to all kinds of people um, for all kinds of reasons. Look, I have been basically an out, uh, I don't know, call me a deist, a person who doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. I will essentially tell everyone that, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, has any religious conversation with me at all. I just, you know, I just don't believe the uh, the, the stories in the Bible, and I've got some science to back me up. 
that's never caused me any problems at all. Well, that's good because you're not an atheist, Mark. You still believe in a god. And, 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 oh, uh, and you think the Christians think that that's great? That I, don't I know can if they think that that's I can great. do some math with them and but tell them that their Noah story is a bunch of crap. But there's something about certain types of Christians, and I'm not labeling all Christians this way. There are a lot of really understanding, really loving and caring Christians out there, the ones that deserve the name. But uh, there are some of them that seem to like an atheist. See, at least you could say, well, you still believe in a god. There are some of them that believe that atheists, because they don't believe in God, must be Satanists. Like They make that direct con, uh, connection. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what's going on in their heads. I don't know who suggested what to them back in the day, uh, but that's what a lot of them think. And so the purpose of this campaign, as he goes on to, uh, to point out, is to simply show religious people that atheists are their friends and their family members and their neighbors and, and their co-workers. That, that you may live next door to an atheist who you might actually like, but he or she may never have considered telling you they're an atheist because they might see a Jesus fish or something like that on the back of your car and might be concerned about how you're going to feel about them from that point on. They might feel as though, and, and I understand the feeling because I was once in the closet as an atheist as well. I understand the feeling. It's scary to come out. And I wasn't even living in the Bible Belt. I can't even imagine uh, what sort of feelings uh, atheists that live over there have. Um, it's, it's frightening because you have made impressions on people and you do get along with people in your workplace and in your daily life and you feel as though that that sort of calm will be threatened by people who all of a sudden will change their opinion of you based on the most ignorant of factors. And so it's a very courageous thing to do. And I, I have a, a lot of respect for what they're trying to do here, and I think it's a great idea. I also think it's a great idea in a, in a number of different areas, like uh, marijuana smokers. I think marijuana smokers also need to come out of the closet so that people who might believe that drug users are evil, bad people that have sort of bought into this stereotype about drug users will be able to say, huh, you know, maybe those government propaganda commercials were wrong after all. I, I mean, I love my brother, and turns out he smokes marijuana, or... You know, my coworkers, I really enjoy being with them, and they smoke marijuana. Huh, it's the same thing with the atheist thing. Wow, you're an atheist? You're the nicest of people. You can actually be moral and be an atheist at the same time? We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 